Hey, this is Cami, And this is Madeline. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number two. And it's all about the money. Ooh. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? Welcome to Communities That Convert, the podcast where we make you super smart. I'm Madeline Sklar, and I am here with the fabulous, most awesome co-host anyone could have. I'm with Cami Hoysa. Hey, Madeline, how are you today? My question is to you, are you going to make me richer though today? Because this is our monetizing episode. Yes, we're going to talk about monetizing your community. So I think we're going to make everybody richer today. Oh, great. I'm so glad. (laughs) I definitely feel smarter. I'm wearing my glasses. so (laughs) (laughs) You look very studious. Thank you. So I want to start out by asking a question first to you. Can I do that? Sure. I mean, I've had a lot of people ask me, what is this communities that convert? What does it mean, the convert part? Somebody asked me, you know, if it's a religious conversion, it's not. So my (laughs) question to you is, what is a community that converts? And what does that mean to you? Well, a community that converts would be like where, okay, you've got your community, but what happens next? Like, what are you trying to do with this? And we want to get something out of it, right? Like, sure, some of us do it for the love of it. I have communities I built where I'm not trying to convert anything. I'm just doing because I just, it's a passion project. But do we want to make money from it? Do we want them to sign up for a mailing list? What is it we want out of this community? And that's when we start looking at how do we convert it to get to that thing? So if you want to make money, then you got to convert people over to sales. So, you know, that's how I view it. And that's what it means to me. What about you? Yeah, I mean, somewhat of the same. I mean, definitely for me, it's about getting people to take action on something, right? Whether it's um, payment or whatever. And I'm going to be the first to admit that I've been miserable sometimes at converting any communities that I've ever built because I love building the communities and I don't so much like getting the money part in there. I like always feel like it's messing up the relationship part. So I'm really excited about this podcast today because certainly I've been learning a lot about this and I can't wait to uncover like the different ways that we can convert our communities. Both. I mean, we're going to talk about money today. Mostly let's talk about monetary parts of this and how we can convert our communities to help us pay the bills and, you know, do amazing things in our companies or our nonprofits or whatever we're doing out there. So I'm really excited about that part today. I want to get over that. How about you? Yes, definitely. We're going to unpack this. So I think for the listeners, by the time we're done with this episode, they're going to have a really good understanding of uh, ways to monetize their communities. So let's, let's just dive right in. Cool. We came up with four ways. And believe me, that is not all the ways that there are out there. But these are the ones that we feel pretty comfortable talking about. And we'd love to hear back from you too, listeners, what ways did we miss? And if you have something amazing, please let us know because we always love to learn from you as well. So the first one that we are going to talk about today is you can earn money directly from your community through memberships and that kind of thing, or a course or whatever. So you can earn money directly from your community, which is sort of popular right now, right? Having all these courses and communities where people pay. 
And you've had one for a really, really long time since 2002. I mean, you've been doing this a very long time. So can you talk to us a little bit about how you've been running that membership community and sort of your thoughts sure. about sure. the pricing, so, that kind of thing? Yeah. So, you know, in 1996, I started an online community called Go Girls Music. And the mission is still the same after 21 years. Our mission is to promote, support, and empower women in music. And in building this online community, after a certain period of time, I felt like there was that need to do something that converts so that there is some money to be made off of this because I wanted to offer some services and some paid services. And what I learned, Cami, and this is so interesting, you know, this was a passion project. I never did Go Girls Music to be a moneymaker. But if you want to offer some services and some features, if you give it all away for free, it's almost like people don't really respect it, right? Because it's like, oh, well, I can just come and go how, whenever I please. You know, there's no commitment. So if you want a commitment from people, then have a price point and then people will show up for whatever that is. And what I was doing, and this is a really interesting story. You're going to like this. I was putting on music showcases. That was my big thing with Go Girls Music is putting on showcases all over the country. And we used to do this showcase. We started it in 2000 and it was called the Go Girls Music Fest. And what it was is putting on benefit showcases around the country where it would be for a charity. And the first year we did it, I let each coordinator in the different cities, we did 11 cities that year, let them pick a local charity or a charity that was close to their heart. It was a huge success. We raised collectively with the 11 cities, we raised $18,500 for charity phenomenal event. So we thought, okay, we're on to something. So in 2001, we did again, our second year. And I really dove into this. And what I found was that people would come play our show and not even know about our Go Girls community. They just wanted to come play a show. And I really stepped back and looked at this and went, wait a minute, I want people to be part of our community that plays shows. When I'm offering these opportunities, and this is a lot of work offering these opportunities, and I'm not being paid for it, I at least want these to be members of the community that appreciate who we are and what we do. So I came up with the idea of starting Go Girls Elite. So that was the paid membership in 2002, $35 a year. And all these years later, it's still $35. I never raised I mean, it. that's so insane. But- well, I don't want to take advantage of these independent musicians. These are the hardworking musicians that are trying to do this for a living and just want to be seen and heard. So what I found, and this really changed the dynamics here, Cammie, once I started charging, and it's a very nominal fee, people became so involved in the community. And I just saw this huge shift so that you know, for me, it was about, well, I just wanted to see a little bit more respect for all the hard work that goes into running this community. Like if, if you're going to come play our show, at least know, you know, you're playing a Go Girls show, at least know who Go Girls is, right? Yeah. And so this was just a big turning point for my community. And it brought so many of us together, like the core group of people. So I just think this is a, can be one of many ways to have a community that's membership-based and charging a fee. So that's worked well for me and it still goes strong today. You know, I think it's really great that you say that because I think sometimes we all are a little bit worried about monetizing a community like that because we don't want to change the character of it. But in this case, it changed the character of the community for the better, which I think is really interesting. So 
I think that some of you that might be worried about charging, you can look at what Madeline did. I mean, you don't have to overcharge. Certainly, I think this is a little bit of an undercharge at this point, but at this point in, you know, 2017, but certainly back then it was, you know, a respectable price. And, you know, I think about that for social media breakfast of Houston too, because I have not ever charged for that community. And it's been a really great community and we have a really good character and I don't want to change the character of that community. So later we're going to talk about how I'm going to up that and have another elite category for people who want it. So we're really, I'm really excited about that idea because I definitely don't want to change the current character but you can add another layer. And I think that yes. is a really interesting way of doing that. It's also something I'm doing with the Growth Hacks for Women community. And that was built from the very beginning to be a membership community. And we're about to roll that out to more women and give people a chance to join that amazing community. I actually just put the uh, testimonials that the women that are currently in it are in it up on the growthhacksforwomen.com website. So I'm really excited about that because those, those just came out of their passion. They're, they were really gracious to offer them to me, but just on the spot. So I think when you offer enough value, people are willing to pay for it. Don't you? I I agree. And one of the things I did years back was offer an add-on to my Go Girls Elite membership. So I uh, mastermind groups was kind of a new thing. This was, was probably about seven or, or eight years ago. And I decided to start one for you had to be a Go Girls Elite member. So you were already paying 35 a year. And then an add-on, and I was charging thirty-five a month. And so this was a small core group of people where we just did very intense, you know, helping each other, having these conversations, just your typical mastermind groups that you hear about today. So there's so many ways you can do this, but like you're saying, adding layers to this is certainly something to think about. And then today in 2017, all you hear about right now is people starting courses. And this is a great way to monetize a community because I feel like it, it you really are putting together a community, right? Because everybody puts a Facebook group with it and that's the community aspect. Right. And and of course, Facebook is really big right now. And of course, when you started Go Girls, there wasn't a Facebook group you and you just started your own. I basically started my own. Yeah. yeah, My own version of Facebook. And you know, the the truth is, is that Facebook may come and go as far as being a great place for groups, but right now it's pretty hot. And so you should jump on it. And what's really interesting is that these things don't have to stay the same forever. They can change. I think there's also that thing that comes up in all of us. Like we're starting this thing. Am I doing the right thing? Is it the perfect thing? Well, if it doesn't work, just shift. You know, just yeah. shift. And Make that pivot. Actually, yeah, exactly. And that brings me actually to our second way of making money, which is totally different, not from your community, but from brands who pay you for access to your community. And I know both of us have that. Certainly you have it through um, your weekly Twitter chat. So let's talk about Twitter Smarter. Like, how are you monetizing that right now through brands? Right. So I've got the Twitter Smarter chat. We're about to celebrate the two-year anniversary. And just like my Go Girls music, I didn't set out for this to be this big moneymaker. I know a lot of people go into Twitter chats and podcasts to be moneymakers because I also have the Twitter Smarter podcast as well. And my Twitter Smarter podcast, I have not had sponsors at all. It's been sponsor free. And I feel good about that. Now for the Twitter chat, I've had sponsors, I've had brands approach me that want to be a sponsor. So I don't have a sponsor every week, but I've done it periodically. And I'm very careful about it because I built a really good reputation and I don't want people to feel like, oh, this is just an ad based Twitter chat, right? So 
years back with my Go Girls music, I have a Twitter chat over there and that still goes strong today. And that's been going on for six years called GG Chat. And so in the early days of GG Chat, same situation. I had a brand approach me that wanted to sponsor. But what I did is I asked the community first. So I asked their permission. I wanted to make sure it was okay with them. And it was an overwhelming yes. It was okay. You can tweet out you know, to promote a sponsor. So that gave me the confidence that if there were other opportunities to do this, that it would be okay. So because I had that experience, then we fast forward a few years later for Twitter Smarter, when the same situation arose, I felt confident that it would be okay to do this and people were fine with it. I mean, they, here's the thing. If you're going to do a sponsor, make sure it fits with what you're doing. So for instance, with Twitter Smarter, we are reaching startups and entrepreneurs and other marketers and social media influencers. I'm not going to sit here and have a brand that has absolutely nothing like, say, you know, a feminine product. <laughs> How does that fit? Maybe for my Go Girls music, but not for the Twitter Smarter chat or podcast, right? right? So it has to fit. So in the past for Twitter Smarter Twitter chat, we've had Social Jukebox, which fits right in. We've had uh, several other like third party. We've had Managed Flitter, you know, third party apps that are related to this. And that works fine. So you got to think about, you know, don't make it about money, make it about is this helping the community? And I felt strongly that sure, Managed Flitter is a great service that would benefit the members of this community. So it just worked great all around. Yeah. As one famous musician said, it's not about the money. Anyway, <laughs> there you go. Money, money. But it is about the community. And I do think that asking them is a really good idea. So that you brought up something really important there is that, you know, we need to go out, we need to ask our communities what they want and talk to them because that's what community is about. So if you're afraid that you're going to upset them, ask them. I, I love that. That's just exactly perfect. It's exactly well, you what you talk. Do. You always want to talk to them, not at them, right? I mean, a community are, are the people that, that lift you up, mm-hmm. right? They're there to support you. So you, you definitely want to go about this the right way. And asking never hurts. No, it's, it's a great way to, I mean, to start to know what your community is thinking. Actually, it's what some of the great brand builders are talking about right now. And you can pay thousands of dollars to go through their courses to find out that what you need to do is ask them questions and specifically what kinds of questions, you know, when it comes to this, what do you feel about that? So there's some really great, actually, that might be a good fodder for a future um, episode about how to talk sure. to your, how to talk to your community. Maybe that's one we'll do next or something. So that being said, when other brands are paying you for access to your community, how does that look? Um, another way you can do that besides sponsorships, which is the way you've done it, is I've done it as a consultant. And so brands will hire me to build a community for them. And that's something that's really kind of interesting too, right? So what if, I know you have an experience in this as well, but I definitely built a blogger community for brand called the Wildside Program here in Texas that was wildly popular and has now been parlayed into something called Influence to Brand because that brand stopped paying for that community, but the community still wanted to be a community, right? So yeah. we were able to take that community and turn it into a, a travel and tourism company, if you will. And now other brands are paying us for our community access. But it started with a brand paying us to build their community. And then it kind of parlayed into this kind of new 
way of doing things, which is now brands, many different brands are paying us for access to the community. And the community is thrilled about it, by the way. We actually are going to have a big, I can announce it now, I guess. We're going to have a big conference down in South Padre Island with 15 bloggers and all their families um, at the beginning of August. And uh, we just got the contract signed and everything with the. And so we're very excited about this new way of, of doing this community. So consulting is another way to go, right? And you're doing right. that too. You also have a situation kind of like that. Absolutely. So Manage Flitter, you know, I mentioned them just before. Uh, third-party app, great tool, uh, service for, not really so much an app, it's this tool, it's a service, and uh, helps you manage your Twitter better. And they're based in Australia. And they reached out to me, they saw the hard work that I do on social, especially Twitter, and said they really liked my style and wanted to hire me to help build a community through a Twitter chat. So this has worked out very nicely because this they came to me back in I want to say it was probably around November of last year talking about starting this in January, which was great because it gave me plenty of time to really strategize. And we launched it at the beginning of January and it's been going great this year. And uh, yeah, I mean, being hired as a consultant and staying on board to uh, build a really great large community for their chat. And what's great about this, Kimmy, is that This chat has never been like, oh, we want to make it about us. We want people to buy our product. We want to be front and center. There's none of that. And that's what makes this so great. And I hope that other brands will take a cue from this and see that, you know, the way to do this successfully is always make it about them, make it about everybody else, not about you. But in that process, people learn about you. And of course, you can do offers and things like that, but just keep it very minimal. One of the things that I did recently was convince the CEO who's always there, but likes to be very much in the background. He doesn't want to be showy and I don't want him to be showy. It's great. But I said, let's start a thing at the beginning of each chat where we do like and ask the CEO and get your perspective about being a business owner, being a leader. And just so that you're a little bit more visible and people know, hey, you're the CEO of the company that presents this chat. And that's been going really well. So, you know, when you're the consultant, you want to always be coming up with great ways of serving the client, but also serving this big community you're building. So it's a great project. I'm having so much fun with it. Yeah, no, it's a great chat. I really enjoy that. The people that are kind of coming up around that chat and um, they should offer like a flash deal that is only available during the time of the chat and like randomly, like once a year where people will have to be like a community member. They have to come to the chats to get it. It would be kind of fun. Anyway, stuff like that. I mean, always thinking about the client and what what works for them and also what works for the community is such great advice. It's such great advice. So I appreciate that you brought that out because I I think that is the thing when you're a consultant for a brand, your job is to be the gateway to the community. Your job is to be basically the ombudsman for that community and teach that brand how to connect and to connect the brand with the community. So it's not about Madeline. And eventually it's about them understanding that Managed Flitter is offering them this awesome opportunity to meet together. Exactly. Yeah. And then they become brand loyal. I mean, that really does happen. In the communities I've been a part of building, that's definitely happened. Um, You're the bridge, I guess. You can call yourself the ombudsman, the bridge, whatever. But And I can tell you there's a lot of money in consulting. That's how basically I've made all my money. (laughs) in social media is through consulting with brands. Same here. Um, 
So it's a lot of money. I mean, it's a lot more than being a blogger. I'll tell you that. So, you know, think about that. Well, one thing I want to say, you know, you mentioned loyalty, and I think that's such an important part here with all of this stuff we talk about with community, because, you know, Twitter chat's a great way to, you know, get your, your business name out there, get known while you're building a community. But loyalty is what's so important because people are not going to, and this kind of goes back to like, you know, monetizing your community. We're talking about monetizing. People need to know, like, and trust you always. They're not going to buy until they get to know, like, and trust you. So these are ways that we're talking about that can really help you if you're building a community, how to monetize that and work on ways that all of those things work. They get to know you like on a Twitter chat. That's such an easy way even to just come for you to come on a Twitter chat and get seen, get heard and let people see how likable you are, right? And get to know you. Doing live streaming, which you know, you're starting to do more of, which is awesome. I do it all the time. Love it. And people get to see the real you, right? Which is so great. So I'm kind of veering off a little bit, but it kind of ties into all of this that we're talking about. You know, no like and trust is so incredibly important. No, I agree completely. And, you know, that's an interesting thing because it brings us to our fourth way that we want to make money, which is actually working with other people to leverage their communities. Um, And most people are not going to let you leverage their community unless you have some really good no like and trust going on there. So can you kind of talk a little bit about some of the ways that people can use other people's communities to leverage their brands and to make some money eventually? I, I love joint ventures and I've done this many times. So here's an example. So I worked with, I'm gonna give a very specific example. I worked with a business coach years ago here in Houston great gal. And she helped me tremendously. Well, she has her own community. And we got together and decided to do a joint venture together where I did a webinar on, I don't remember the exact, but it was on Twitter marketing to her community. So this works so great because for her, she's getting a free webinar, free information from an expert to her community. Makes her look good. She's giving them great value. So it's great for her. For me, it's great because it's exposing me to a community of people that don't know me. So I'm doing the know, like, and trust. I'm teaching, they're getting to know me through the webinar. I'm teaching them something. They're trusting me. And so they'll be more inclined to buy from me. And your typical webinar at the end is to try to do a sale, right? So you give them some information and then you do the sale. And so I have found doing joint ventures to be a great way to have two different businesses work together and help each other with, you know, basically co-branding, really co-branding on a project. Yeah. And and you can do, um, you can build your email list really fast that way too, because yes. they can start to opt in to what you're doing to find out who you are. I actually tend to also use, I use lead pages. You can use any uh-huh. other kinds of things too, but one of the things I like about lead pages is they have this really cool feature if you're at the pro level called lead digits. In fact, I used it this morning. I went and did a speaking engagement this morning and I had it there. I said, um, you know, text this message to this number and I'll automatically send you my presentation that I just did for you today. And That's everybody, awesome. everybody pulled out their phones and they were all, you know, putting it in. So I haven't checked yet to see how many people signed up, but this was a really heavy hitting, high quality group that now I have 
their uh, emails that honestly, I don't think I would have had any emails, maybe one or two, because only a couple of them came up and gave me their card, but quite a few pulled out their phone and, and uh, did that. So you can, do that awesome. on, you can do that on podcasts too. In fact, I need to set us up one for this podcast and I will do that. But basically it's just a lead digit and we'll tell you, you know, so I can actually tell you, you know, do this. And so I'll put that in the show notes. I'll actually set one up for this episode and we'll, yeah, we'll put it right just- in the show notes. Everybody we'll listening, go to the show. Yeah, go to the show notes, communities at convert.com, and we we will have that in there. So yeah, check that absolutely. out. And then there's a couple of other ways. Um, you talk about, you know, getting in front of each other's communities, but there's also affiliate deals, you know, where you can talk about specific programs and get a little bit of a cut from them, like tools. There's a lot of tools that have this, you know, that you can, you know, sign up for their affiliate program. I know that ConvertKit has one like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Social where- Jukebox. Social Jukebox has one. There's a bunch of like tools like that. And there's also some course people that will give you a cut of their course if you sell their course for them and send it out to your list. And that can actually, I've heard people say that's a bulk of their income every year is the money that comes in through these affiliate deals. Well, Pat Flynn is is huge with this. And if if you go to his website, which is smartpassiveincome.com, from day one, when he started his blog, every month he does his income report and he is so transparent. He has everything on there and he does affiliate marketing like no one I've ever seen. And if you go look at these reports, it shows all the different ones that, that how much money he gets. And like Bluehost is a great one. You know, Bluehost is for hosting, right? I use them for hosting my blog, for my WordPress blog. He gets so much money every month just because he's an affiliate and he has the link on his website and he puts that out there. And yeah, he, t- he talks about it all the time. I actually learned a lot about affiliate marketing from somebody here in Houston. Her name is Ray Dolan, R-A-E Dolan. And she's amazing with SEO and with affiliate marketing and stuff. So that she kind of woke me up to the fact that it was there. I've always felt I wanted to be a little bit like Switzerland though, when it came to tools, I didn't want to <laughs> like, you know, recommend one over another. But what I realized is you don't really actually have to recommend one over another. You just have to disclose that if they go... Hey, you know, you might like this tool. And if you do, uh, you know, I'll get a little bit of a commission off of it if you use it. So that becomes really important too, is being really transparent about the fact that you're doing affiliate deals. I just want to make sure I throw that in there as I mentioned. So love it. So we covered a lot in how much we can cover in these episodes. I feel like we could just keep going on and on. But you got like a little bonus extra to share. I really do. So I've always been very reluctant to monetize and I am going to call myself the reluctant monetizer. And I'm not really sure what that's about. It might be something mental, but um, it's just this idea that I want to be valuable to people. And I love the community so much that it almost is payment, but it isn't right. Because in the end of the day, I do a lot of work. I spend hours and hours and hours every month nurturing my communities and putting together projects and proposals. And one of those communities that I've been nurturing for almost a hundred episodes, if you will. We've almost had a hundred meetings of the social media breakfast of Houston that will be coming up right soon. And so we're going to be celebrating that 100th thing. And what I thought is, you know, a lot of people would like to have a more hands-on kind of experience where they're learning something and they're actually implementing what we learn at social media breakfast. So my thought was, and I'll ask the community because see, after this episode, I'm like, oh, now I've got to go out and do a little, you know, quick email and survey, but what is it that they want to learn? And I'm going to put together a social media breakfast, Houston or SMB HOU live or extra program where we're going to have once a month, we're going to meet, we're going to sit down in a classroom and we're going to absolutely like leave out of that classroom with something done. 
you know, like a funnel or some kind of marketing or whatever it is that they want. And I'll be able to use people like you, people like other people in Houston that have these expertises um, to come in. So it won't be me teaching all these things, but I'm going to facilitate it because I think that people need to get things done. And for me this year, it's all about action. Oh my goodness. That tells me to stop. Um, so <laughs> but it's all about action, right? It's all about right. action for us. Action um, takers, you know, the action takers are the ones that succeed. It really boils down to that. Smart marketers, smart entrepreneurs have to take action. Or as I like to say, just do it. I always have to show the tattoo. Just do it. We got to Sharpie your arm with the just do it. Yeah, we say that every time. We're going to have to get there. One of these days we're going to do it. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to actually get one of those fake temporary tattoos made that says just do it. And we'll have like Madeline fake just do it tattoos and we'll just all wear them. I love it. I love it. I'm going to have to do That's a great idea. Or those sleeves, you know, put them on. Help me say just do it. Anyway, um, I am so excited. I love excited. your I idea, Cammie. I love your idea. Good. I hope everybody else is too. Uh, it, it, you know, we'll see if they're willing to pay for it. That's the idea, right? So I'm going to have to validate this idea. So guess what? You listeners are coming on a journey with me and I will report in and I'll keep accountable to you and I'll tell you how it goes. I'll tell you exactly what I do, how I do it and sort of what happens. I'll tell you even if it flops. Right? That, this is awesome. I love this. You know what? You are onto something really big here because I think the listeners would love to go on this journey with, with you to see, you know, you put it out there now, brand new yeah, idea. Did. When did you come up with this? Like, this is like brand uh, new. Fourth of July. Like I was sleep the morning of the 4th so, of July. As I woke up, I had this brainstorm. I just had this, this is three days moment. ago. You yeah. came up with this idea three days ago. So three days ago, and now we'll let people go on this journey. So, and see how this goes. I love right. it. And I already have a place to hold them. I, I've already taken some action. Trust me. Yeah. We're, we're working awesome. on it. So well, you're an action taker. I have no doubt. Now for you guys listening, we want you to be an action taker here on this podcast. We want you to, you know, go out there and follow some of these steps that we talked about to make things happen. And we want to hear from you. We have a new website, communities convert.com. So be sure to check out Cami and I there and connect with us. We want to hear from you. We do. And so Take action, people. Let's go. And we'll see you again on the next podcast, Communities That Convert. We'll see you next time. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cammie. Her Twitter handle is at CammieChat. And that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cami through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Communities That Convert.